Hey, what's going on? It's Bill's Burr. It's Bill's Burr. Bill Burr. It is time for the <laughs> Bill's Burr. Bill's Burr. Because the th- <laughs> there's two of us here. The Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And ah, I'm just checking in on you. Oh, that was weary. Yeah, I'm full. <laughs> well, because I cooked all day yesterday. Well, we're doing a special one the day after. Why is this so fucking loud? It's been popping lately. Let me turn this down. I actually just talked to my my producer. I'm finally going to have a, a professional level <laughs> podcast Not here. This ham radio situation you have. That you've it been served me well. <laughs> I've been keeping it real since 2007. Garage band style, baby. Doing podcasts in your underwear. Doing it in your underwear there. Well, Nia, I got to say this because I like to think that I'm woke. I just want to say, be the first to tell you, happy Black Friday. (laughs) William. You know, you people have been complaining for years that all you get February. Don't forget, white people also give you a Friday in November. Happy Black Friday. That's not what it means. Wait, why do they call it Black Friday? It's an accounting term. It is? Yeah, back in the day when you had a ledger. (laughs) Before uh, spreadsheets, mm-hmm. um, when they uh, hey, <laughs> it's holiday weekend, all right. Let's not make it pornographic. Um, they would they would have uh, in in the accountant ledgers whatever was an asset was in black, okay. something positive in black, Nia, huh? <laughs> and then if it was bad, red, Native American. Oh. See, they still kept white people out of it. Oh, like when people say, oh, we're going to get this company in the black, that means they're going to get, they're going to... Yeah, profits. Money. Yeah, profits. Profits. And if it's bad, okay. it's in the red, Native American. And if you need to whitewash <laughs> history, you have white out. <laughs> right. That's what we do. <laughs> or just insert white people. Into whatever it is, what's going on? I kind of like the way I said it. Kind of no, kept the I through line. You I bet you. <laughs> I bet you do. Anyway, it's great to be back. It is great to be back. It is. I haven't been on the podcast. In a while. Yeah, and I, I think uh, I got to. I got to say something. Throughout the years, being in an <laughs> interracial relationship, um, people think that you would argue about. I don't know what. You know, whatever. You know, one of our biggest arguments. Not lately. One of our biggest arguments. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm pitching an episode of like the Jeffersons here <laughs> for the neighbors down the hall. Um, is seasoning of food? Lenny Kravitz's mother. So, oh, that was Lenny Kravitz's mother. Yeah. Roxy. I don't know her last name. I can't think of it right now. And the actress who played Wilona on Good Times wrote that theme song, the greatest theme song ever. Oh, really? Oh, I think I knew that. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, okay. okay? I think I knew that. Maybe I didn't. No, I did. Maybe not. We'll be right back with conversations with yourself after these messages. Um, so you're talking about our, our biggest argument lately. Lately. Nia, you salt the shit out of stuff. I do not. In my culture, we actually season our food. So I know that's like unfamiliar territory for you people, but... You know, Listen, when food is good, you can actually that's like flavors that like dance on your tongue. You're just like salt and pepper. Like that's all. That's that is all such a know. crock of shit. But I did tell you this. I think white people season food the way we dance and black Badly. and black people. <laughs> <laughs> 
Black people season food the way you guys sing the national oh, yeah. anthem. Just, no, just, oh. the way you sing the national anthem. Whoa, oh, oh, fucking easy with the salt. Extra. Holy shit. Yeah, the, I, the fucking needs flavor. Watch any episode of Top Chef or any of those shows are all like, you didn't season your food enough. You didn't season your food enough. Because people get scared of the seasoning. So. so what, you watched a little bit of the Food Network and all of a sudden you just got to dump a, a fucking salt lick on every layer of lettuce you put on a burger? I Nia. mean, that chicken that I made the other day, for sure. I put the lemon pepper seasoning and I put salt on it. So maybe it was a little Oh my God, I could, felt my heart beating in my ears. There was so much salt in that oh, fucking thing. come on, come on. And those, 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 the broccoli, uh, the, the whatever, you put it in the oven there? The roasted broccoli. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> it needs flavor. Wait, can we talk about the time you made a pot roast and didn't salt it? And I was like, "That's not true." Are you going to put? That's not true. That's not true. That is true. And you were like, "The recipe doesn't call for it." That's and not like, what I need- said. That's not what I said. <laughs> I'm like, I had to salt the meat. No, you need. And you were like, "I don't know." <laughs> that is. This is what happened. You guys ate it and said it needed salt. I said I put in the required amount, but it was the level. It's my mother's recipe, and she's Midwest people from back in the day and you know back in the day you didn't have like all of these fucking you know food networks and all of that so these are old school recipes so yeah i try to kick up the notch you know the apple pie put more cinnamon in it i kick it up a little but i don't do like the pimp suit fucking shit that you do to yours pimp suit yeah like the extra fucking extra like we get it you're making money That's what I'm just saying. Like, Jesus Christ. I got to tell you, I crushed the turkey. You did a good job with the turkey. Oh, fuck you. I did a good job. I crushed it. (laughs) Unbelievable. You just won't give it up. You are so crazy. If I don't, like, wildly compliment you, you, like, spiral. I said you did a good... You said I I crushed the turkey. I said you did a good job. You know what? You know what? You fucking cook for four hours and have somebody go, you did a good job. I did cook for four hours the night before. No, you didn't. You had me as a fucking assistant. <laughs> You're like, I need you to help me with this. And you know what I did? I helped you with it. And I did all of this shit until the pot cookie kicked in and then I tapped out. <laughs> but you were fucking like... <laughs> But then the next day, I'm going to make my stuffing, and you're you're fucking browbeating me about how to make toast. No, I wasn't. You're just a fucking you think, sensitive you, baby. Oh, my God. All I was telling you was if you wanted to double-check the setting on the toaster to make sure that you were, like, comfortable with the level of toast, if you were okay with it being at four minutes or three minutes or five minutes, you know, just to test it. I was just, it was merely a suggestion. She wanted me to take bread from another loaf. And do a test run to make toast. (laughs) I could see if we were deep frying a turkey for the first time and you wanted to deep fry something else first. We're talking about toast. I mean, what's going to (laughs) happen? I needed to do like a NASA test for toast. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. But I just was saying you could just test there. You are such a baby. You're a fucking control freak. You get in the goddamn kitchen and you, f- oh my God. I just yes, chef. Yes, chef. I'm running around the fucking goddamn thing. I've made plenty of good flavorful fucking meals. And now you're going to sit here and lie to my listeners and act me like I'm old Billy Blandface over here. And I, I resent that. You crushed the turkey. It was moist. It was flavorful. It was delicious. The stuffing, 
Oh, it was great. Well, you, the stuffing always kills. The mashed potatoes with the the, the, the the fucking salt and pepper, the butter, and the fresh rosemary. That was delicious as well. I think that's all I made. That's all you made. Okay. I made the mac and cheese. and I, You didn't make them. We made the mac and cheese. We made the mac and cheese. And I don't know. I think I, sh- I should have taken it. The thing is, it says 30 to 40 minutes. And I checked it at 30, and it wasn't really, like, golden on top the way you like. And so I put it in for another five minutes, and I think that was, I think that was a mistake. Also, it didn't have enough salt. Um, I liked it. <laughs> I thought it had plenty of flavor. I really enjoyed it. And I didn't think it needed any more salt. How much fucking salt can you have in our meal? I don't want to get you for a stocking stuffer. I'm going to get you one of those, what's that one of the little chicks spilling the salt as she walks down the street in the rain? I'm going to get you a little fucking salt shaker. Uh, yeah, whatever that. Morton. Morton salt. The Morton, Morton salt. Girl. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, salt is for people who don't know how to cook. That is not true. It is 100% true. No. It's like me no. saying the F-bomb in my jokes. I don't write a good no. joke. So the steroids of comedy is no. a couple of F-bombs. You P-E-D the joke. You people will do anything and make any kind of excuse. What do you mean by have, you people? You know exactly what I mean. <laughs> to have like, oh, it's too much. Oh, that's if you don't know how to cook. Like, are you crazy? Salt and seasoning enhances flavor. I didn't start this. I didn't start this. You're the one who told me that white people don't know how to season food. I never said black people. Gordon Ramsay was here and he heard you say that he would slap you across your face. Say what? (laughs) And say you need salt. You need salt. He lives in England. Those fucking people, everything's gray over there. They don't know how to fucking cook. I was in Liverpool. I almost fucking died of scurvy. (laughs) What? There's fucking no nutrition in that country. <laughs> they haven't oppressed the the Indian people. There, there wouldn't be any good food in that fucking country. That uh, isn't that Indian food in England is amazing. Why and why is that? Because no. Gordon Ramsay's cooking it, no. or because of the oppressed Indians cooking it? It's because yeah, it's because of the Indian people. Who no, live I love there. Gordon Ramsay. I love an angry man in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. I know that. I love the roadmaps of anger on his face, <laughs> on his face. from yelling at assistants. I love that. <laughs> I love a white man from England who's never seen lotion in his life. Um, um, no, but Thanksgiving was really nice. It came together beautifully. It was a nice time. Small, just us. It was great. Yeah, we had we had a good time. You wouldn't notice by this podcast. No, I had a great time. But no, like, it was really nice. No, you're right. I, I could definitely, you know, kick up the flavor in some of my old school mom recipes. Oh, my God. So sacrilegious. But okay. <laughs> the stuff that I grew up on. I will oh, try. I will try and black it up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but like, but some of the stuff. I will I put do, hot sauce on the escalloped potatoes. But you know what? Your mom's uh, popovers, the popovers, popovers that she makes during the holidays. Oh my god, I love those. And her peanut butter cookies during Christmas time. Ooh, do you think she'll send some? She she's an amazing cook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I know she doesn't back up a salt truck and <laughs> dump it on the mac and cheese in the pot roast. No, but she has some she has some really lovely recipes for sure. No doubt. Thank you. I know how hard that was for you. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh. But you know, you know what I was amazed with was when you said that you just got the uh, the turkey breastesses. Yeah, because uh, there wasn't going to be anybody over because we're trying to be responsible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, 
oh, claymation face is going to be taken over as president. <laughs> oh, forgetful Frankie is getting in there. But the thing is, what I failed to realize, though, about the turkey breasts is that it's just it's just the white meat, which is like the blandest part. It's the driest part. So you really have to work overtime. To get, why are you making that face? I don't know. It's just back to the, you know. Everybody knows the dark meat is the juicier, more delicious meat. Okay? That has nothing to do with race. It's just facts. It has okay? to do with where you cook the bird. The juice runs down to the bottom. That's what it is. The dark meat is the juicy meat. Okay? It is. And this is, juicy it absolutely is. is. Delici- hey, you don't need to tell me, okay? Delicious meat. All right. Take it easy. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, which is why the degree of difficulty on that thing, mm-hmm. you know? And I actually was smoking a celebratory cigar while I was letting it cook. And um, it actually went up two degrees more. So it was a little, just a little bit dry, I thought. But I didn't hear you complain. So I knew I actually did a good job. <laughs> no, it was really good. Yeah, your sister enjoyed it. Everybody seemed to like it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I was amazed at how gigantic... Like, I don't know what a turkey is bench pressing these days, but those were some serious fucking pecs. That was a, an organic turkey breast. So, I mean, I, I, supposedly it wouldn't have any steroids or anything in it, but who knows? One of my favorite videos of animals killing other animals or trying to kill other animals because they don't always do it now. <laughs> they don't always make the kill. Um, was this fucking, this hawk was trying to kill this turkey. I don't know what it is about a turkey. I wanted him to get it, you know, probably because I've eaten so many turkeys. It's just like, well, why should I be eating all the turkey? Why doesn't this bird get some? And I know, and I'm like, there's no fucking way. A bird eating another bird? Well, this little, yeah, that happens. Hmm. Oh, my God. You should see some of the shit that goes on. Okay. Like pelicans just swooping up and just like eating a pigeon whole. And the thing's like flapping around in its its fucking pelican chin. Um, Oh, yeah, that comes back to you. Marabou stork nightmares when you go to bed at night. Um, Anywhere. Can we turn that light off? Like, it's just, it's... So I'm weird. sorry. Well, this light represented Thank the you. salt you put in the food. <laughs> too much. <laughs> it's too much. Um, so anyway, so the hawk, it also what fascinates me because it's, it's not that big. Like, the, the turkey is way bigger. There's no way it's eating all of that. So I know there's some other fucking little scavenger keeping an eye on that hawk, waiting for it to make a kill. And when it's done eating, then they come in and they finish the thing off. I, I, that's interesting to me. Animals are the exact opposite of human beings in that they, they use up everything, which I think is amazing. Um, and they don't, they not, they're not into plastics either. I don't know if you knew that. So anyway, this is how it works. Turkeys can't fly, as that radio station learned. You must have heard that one from way back in the day. Uh-huh. They had that promotion for people who never heard it. This radio station in America had a promotion that they were going to drop live turkeys from a helicopter down to people. They were going to fly down in celebration of Thanksgiving and... You know, as much as they knew about radio, they didn't know that turkeys couldn't fly and they just dropped them to their deaths. Oh, my God. (laughs) They did. It was an episode on WKRP. fucking crimes of humanity. (laughs) Yeah, we're the worst. WKRP in Cincinnati, one of my favorite sitcoms growing up. Yeah. Baby, if you ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati, Cincinnati, WKRP, been packing and unpacking it, uh, something, town to town, up and down the dial. 
maybe you and me were never meant to be. But baby, think of me once in a while. I'm at WKRP in Cincinnati. Woo! <laughs> and there's another trivia thing about that. The end song. Yeah. Well, you can't understand a word the guy's saying where he's like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That he was just fucking around in the studio, mm-hmm. just sort of riffing as mm-hmm. they were putting the song together and they thought it sounded cool and they just kept it. There you go. There you go. Now, can we get when back to the. B- when was that show made? Oh. Uh, like, was I even alive? Howard Hessman, Lonnie Anderson, the chick who played Bailey, Gordon Jump, Frank Bonner. I've heard of Lonnie Anderson. Well, does that make everybody else? <laughs> Irrelevant in my eyes, yes. No, no, of course not. But was that a 70s show or an 80s show? Both. Oh, okay. Late 70s into the early. Oh, Les okay. Nessman, Herb Tarlick, Andy Travis, Venus Flytrap, uh, stand-up comedian. Um, just went blank on his name. Uh, Howard Hessman playing... Uh, Venus Flytrap? Venus Flytrap was his DJ name. And then it was Dr. John- <laughs> Dr. Johnny Fever. And wait, can we talk about black food versus white food? Because I just remember uh, our dear friend, Josh Adam Myers. I forget what holiday. This was like some a couple years ago, maybe even last year. I don't know. Some holiday. It might have been Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm making mac and cheese. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. This is like black people mac and cheese. And I was like, yes. And he was like, can I have some? <laughs> Yeah, there's a, uh, this is what I found about cooking, is there's a lot of shit talk. Mm-hmm. And people really lean on the work of other people. I feel like you're, 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 that's, that's shade no. towards me. No, no, it's not directed towards oh. you. What I'm thinking of was back in the day when I was in New York and I was doing the uptown rooms. And there was a lot of bits talking about how white people didn't know how to cook. And I went to this fucking cookout, and it was the driest goddamn... And they were talking all of this shit. It was dry-ass fucking chicken. And it was just... But I also have a theory. Like, once you go past a certain amount of people, mm-hmm. just make a tray of lasagna. Because you're not going to do... It's just... Nothing's timed out well. Everything is, like, different temperatures. It's like, no matter how, how big an acting gig you get, when you go on the movie set, the food sucks. Right. It just does. It just, you cook, you're cooking for a fucking army. Yeah. You know what I mean? They throw half a fucking cow on something. They cut it up with a chainsaw and they throw it on your plate. Awesome. Is basically what's happening. I feel like barbecue too is a real like skill based. Uh, I don't even know what activity. Would you say everything's an art form? I would say it's an art form. Yes. No. I just feel like yeah, you really got to be good at it. You just can't just throw anybody behind the grill drinking a beer and like pouring sauce on it like you just you got to really be able to get that's why I'm, I'm scared to grill to barbecue as much as i love barbecue like it's so i feel like you have to be so precise with your timing and the amount of smoke and you know do you feel paralyzed like you can't start down that road and you need maybe a little nudge why because if you want to be as good as a a, a a, a blue ribbon winning one of those smoker no, guys. No, I, I don't need to be. I can just go to the places I know have amazing barbecue. I don't need to possess that skill myself, you know? Oh, it sounded like you wanted to and you just fear was stopping you. <sighs> no, no. I just... Uh, the Does it go back to your childhood? I, what? What is this? <laughs> no, I, I don't feel the need to, to get that down, Pat. I mean, even though it would be nice to know, 
uh, put a little rub on some ribs, put on the big green egg and put some sauce on it. We did that before and they were great. When? You don't remember that? It was years ago. Ribs? Ribs. I haven't used that egg since we had kids. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. What's yeah. going on in there? It seems like a family of mice living in it. It's that, that Asian <laughs> family lives in there from uh, Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I actually think when it comes to everything, like as much as I'm making fun of um, the food in England, you also have Gordon Ramsay. Who's a fucking amazing... And I am a fan of, you know, I was just making fun of him there. Um, Someone tried to tell me, like, they have just amazing cuisine in England. And I was like, listen, I love England. I, I mean, I've only been to London, really. But I... Snob. I, I just... I, I don't find the cuisine there worth celebrating. I just don't. No, it's it's definitely one of those places you need to know where to go. But you have, But you have to stay in their wheelhouse. Because I hung out with one of the promoters, and he took me to the place where he got fish and chips back in the day when they used to put it, wrap it up in like a day-old newspaper. Mm-hmm. And they finally were like, right, we probably shouldn't have ink going into your body. <laughs> right. um, so I went to that place, yeah. and that was the shit. Right. That was amazing. So if you stick to what they do well, okay. you know, trying to take over the world like Pinky and the Brain and uh, fish and chips, cup of tea. I can murder Shepherd, a cup of tea. Shepherd's pie. Is that, I always get confused who does the shepherd's pie and who does the, they uh... They don't do the shepherd's pie? They're not really shepherds, are they? What? I mean, yeah. Weren't they the suits? In the countryside. And the Irish were like the artists who came up with the ideas and then they came and took control of them. They get mailbox money and then the oh. Irish are still dancing for I, their supper. Oh, I don't know. That's, that's, uh, that's an area of history that I don't care about. What are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the Irish versus... You live in a white country. All we do is talk about European history in the public school system. Oh, that's right. You went to a private school. What is that supposed to mean? That you're a snob and I'm realer than you are. People, this has been the podcast. (laughs) No, I just don't... uh... Yeah, I thought the English people did the, the shepherd's pie. Why are you holding the mic so close to my Because you continue to talk. We only have one microphone here. I'm, I'm telling you, I forget where my other microphones are. I'm stepping up. <laughs> this is Black Friday. I'm going out to the microphone store, and I'm running over some fat people, and I'm going to get some microphones for 60% off. You don't want to go to any store today. Not today. Today is a bad day to do any kind of shopping. I think most days are a bad day. It's the middle of a pandemic. Pandemic. You got cute feet. The old pandemic. Have we talked? Oh, thank you. Wait, have we talked about how you are Grammy nominated Bill Burr? Nominated <laughs> <laughs> uh, for a Grammy, you guys. You he told know. some of the best shit jokes of last year. Um, um, no, he didn't. Very exciting. Congratulations. Thanks. All right. Can I go back to the turkey, the hawk? Yes. Say? All right. So this fucking, so this hawk Bill, sits lost, in the goddamn tree. I lost interest in the story as soon as you started to tell it. I know, but somebody out there wants to hear it. I have listeners all the way in Iran who probably don't even know what a turkey is. <laughs> <laughs> they want to hear about your like hours of endlessly watching you like dumb videos on YouTube. You watch dumb things. You always tell me I watch dumb TV, and I look over, and you're just watching people slap each other over and over again. <laughs> and you have the nerve to talk about what I watch. 
Oh my god, I watched a video of a crocodile almost eating a puppy and then the guy rescued it. I swear fucking god, if I see that video one more time, we get it. He's a hero. I gotta be honest with you. I didn't even watch that video. I started watching it. I was like, oh, it's just a little alligator. It's not an alligator. It's like a fucking... It's like he's taking a fucking uh, puppy out of like an eight-year-old's mouth. <laughs> Act like it was a full-size alligator. He was like, I don't give a shit about my own well-being. Although he did go into the water. And I'd be worried if the, I would say the mom and dad are around, but you know those reptiles, they don't raise their kids, do they? Do they? No, they don't. They're terrible parents. <laughs> I, I we know. need to get those reptiles out of this country. <laughs> so this fucking hawk... What it is, so the turkey can't fly. So what it does is it waits for, it wants the turkey to be out in the open. These turkeys, I don't know, they don't play drums or fly helicopters, so they have great hearing. So they know where the fucking thing is, and they fucking run, like, real low to the ground. It's hilarious. They run across the field, and they get underneath the tree where the branches are so low, the thing can't swoop in. Because I guess, like, like those birds of prey, they're not good in close. Part of them stabbing you to death is they need to be flying like 200 miles an hour and then just stick into you like they threw a, threw a dot at you in a bar. Oh, my God. This is why you're so concerned about like some type of bird like grabbing our daughter and flying off with her because you're watching all these like scary videos. Or I'm getting informed. Do you really think like some bird is going to come and like grab her and like fly away with her? Well, I can tell you as a parent, I don't want to find out. <laughs> I just think that's a little, it's one of those things that you're concerned about. That I think it's maybe not as concerning as you think. Well, you know what, Nia? I think when it comes to animals, I look at them the way you season food. <laughs> Which is what? You know, there's a reason I'm always going back to the spice alley aisle in the uh, grocery store. No, I, my wife is an amazing cook. It's just lately, lately, you've, just, you've, you've been a little heavy on the salt. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. I, I gotta, I don't know. I feel like I've lost When my you get time. sad, do you put extra salt in your foods? Say, I feel like I was cooking on a regular basis and now I'm more, now I'm just more like tired and worn out and I just don't feel like doing it. Like I don't get pleasure in it anymore and having to come up, okay, what's for dinner tonight? What's for dinner tonight? It's just like annoying to me. So I'm probably just being like careless because I'm just tired and over it and I'm just trying to get it done. So you're just sort of grabbing a handful of salt and throwing it, whatever you're, <laughs> whatever I'm making, I'm just like, here. Um, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just like not in the mood to be like this, this cook anymore. Cause I just don't have the leisure of like making it and drinking a glass of wine and la di da da like I used to. So it's just, I don't know, maybe I'll get back into it, but I'm just not, that's not the phase I'm in right so now. So is it because you're tired with the kids and you yeah. can't be a booze bag anymore when you cook? They- no. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I am. I'm tired with the kids, and by the time dinner comes around, around that six six thirty time, I don't. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. So she doesn't want to do it, folks. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> want to do it. Yeah, yeah no, tapping out, good. tapping out. Well, That's what it is, baby? It is what it is. Well, I got some advertising here to read. There. All right, I promise you guys. I mean, I'm going. I'm taking a, a little tour here at Texas, and so when I get back. I'm going to have... Um, Sorry. <laughs> it's all right, Neil. It's okay. You, you can trash. You can trash. You can say whatever you want, no, but I'm God forbid... No, no, no. I no, felt no, it. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Let me read this. 
All right, movement, MVMT. We all know that people are the future. We all know that 2020 isn't playing by any of the usual rules. Can we stop blaming the year? It's not the year's fault. It's COVID. We got to blame somebody. Yeah. Was 1969 not fucking around because Charles Manson was around? Was it 69? Sure. Did they blame the year? No, they blamed Charles Manson. Got to put this COVID in fucking jail. And that goes for the holiday shopping, too. Between shipping delays and the mess and stress of in-store shopping experiences, there aren't great options. But our friends over at MVMT Watches, Movement Watches, have made gifting easy. MVMT makes clean and modern watches, blue light glasses, and accessories. Getting great quality and style doesn't have to break the bank. Their Black Friday sale, Nia, is live right now. So you can get ahead of your holiday shopping at their biggest sale of all time. MVMT's Everscroll blue light filtering glasses are a personal favorite with lenses that protect your eyes from long hours in front of your screens. They come in tons of fashion-forward styles to choose from. Gift Give the gift of better sleep, better focus, and better style. Movement has their super sleek matte black packaging. That sounds cool. Just add a bow and you're good to go. Their products are one size fits all, and their gift guides help you find the gift that fits their style. Their shipping is fast, and they offer free returns, free returns, and all the way into next year. Not that you'll need it. Check out Movement's biggest sale of the year with fast, free shipping, with free returns by going to MVMT. That's Mike Victor Mike Tango.com slash Burr. You like that? You like that? That pilot speak, Nia? Did I mention I have a pilot? Okay, simply safe. Simply safe. You know, there's always a rise in break ins during the holidays. You're a mean one. Can you describe the perpetrator? Uh, he was built like a sort of a mushy kettlebell, white or black agent. He was green. Green. He was green. Very hairy. Very hairy, crooked teeth, and a little dog. 40% of, uh, it's, it's why Simply Safe Home Security is having a huge holiday sale. 40% off any simple, Simply Safe system and a free security camera. Uh, recently, U.S. News and World Report called it the best home security of 2020. 2020? 2020? 2020? So whether you're traveling or staying put in the holidays, check out the 40% off plus free security camera deal before it ends this week. It won CNET Editor's Choice for Home Security. It was named Best of 2020? 2020? 2020? By Forbes and Popular Mechanics. This system has an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every inch of your home. You can set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. It's super easy. Plus, there's no contract, no hidden fees, and no installation costs. Then Simply Safe Security Specialists take over, monitoring your home around the clock and ready to send emergency help the moment there's an alarm. Get 40% off Simply Safe plus a free security camera today by visiting simplysafe.com slash burr hurry this deal expires on friday that's simply safe s-i-m-p-l-i-s-a-f-e dot com slash burr simply safe simply with an i simplysafe.com slash burr all right everybody um that was the holidays i am thankful for my beautiful wife and my two lovely children and for all let me finish my thanks god damn it and all the wonderful people that are going to brave coming out there in Texas in the upcoming week. The stars at night are big and bright. 
Deep in the heart of Texas. I'm on my way. I'll get there on Monday or Tuesday. I don't remember which, but I'll... Shout out to Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce. Are they from there? Yes. Yes, they are. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's it. <laughs> I would love to add something, but I got nothing. Um, all right, that's the podcast. Please enjoy the music and a little bit of mu- uh You know, no, a little bit of music and then... A bonus episode. I got it. Of the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. A little bit of something. Sorry. Happy holidays, everybody. the Monday morning podcast for Monday, uh, November 26, 2012. How are you doing? Um, I hope you are fine. Okay? I hope you are fine. I hope during this holiday season that you and yours and any pets you have from mammals all the way down to goldfishes are just doing great and thinking about prostate cancer. Um, all right. I'm actually, I'm psyched to be back here in LA. I kind of have to keep my voice down because the lovely Nia is still sleeping upstairs. Um, I am basically, I'm holding two microphones right now because I've learned how to shut off the external microphone on this thing and I didn't have time to go back to guitar. Sada. And, uh, figure out how to just use one mic on this and have it come into both my fucking ears. You know, I don't know how to do it. So I got to go down and talk to one of those fucking guys. Sorry. All right? I'm not good at this shit. So I'm sitting here holding two microphones, like uh, kind of like John Bonham. You know? If I could compare myself to him when he played the, 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 the track uh, Four Sticks. Two sticks in each hand. Right? I got two microphones. He's got four sticks. Going a little bottom this week. All right? Uh, I got a ton of shit to talk about this week. Uh, a lot of sports stuff, by the way. Um, just to get, you know... Just for, for all the people that fucking hate when I talk sports, this might be one you just want to shut off, okay? And just fucking walk away and be like, oh, why doesn't he talk about Middle Earth? Um, somebody informed me, by the way, that Lord of the Rings, uh, that Middle Earth thing, it's not in the middle of the Earth. It's not like between our world and the center of the Earth like I thought it was. They're like, hey, shithead, it's actually another fucking place. Well, what does it mean? You know, that, that writer sucked so bad he couldn't come up with another name for a planet. They did that with fucking Superman's parents, didn't they? Didn't he, didn't he come from like the fucking uh, the planet of Zog or Zorg? That was always big in sci-fi. Like if there was a planet or a guy's name, it always had to start it with a Z. 
because that just sounded like so fucking alien because nobody ever named a kid like there was a couple of Zacks, you know. What else is there other than Zach? Zelda? That's it for me. Zippy, you know? <laughs> ah, Jesus. Um, anyway, so let's, let's, get into the, uh, let's get into the sports here. This is so fucking weird to be holding two microphones. I feel like one of those diva singers. You ever see that back in the day when they would have be singing into one microphone, then they'd have another microphone taped to the other one? You know? You know you did, you know you did, you know you did. What was that song? And the divas for that Remember that? You used to say, live and let live. You know you did, you know. Sorry. Um, that's what I'm thinking of. Axel Rose with his fucking white bike shorts. You could actually wear white fucking bike shorts. You know? Not under your pants, just that's what you could wear. He, he could have worn that with a hat on backwards with a one-size-fits-all strap making that red mark on his forehead and no, and just done a concert and no one had a fucking problem with it. Which I guess makes sense because Freddie Mercury used to kind of walk around like an adult diaper. Didn't he do like shows like Barefoot and like Tidy Whiteys? And he had like that microphone like stand that was sort of cut off. She was sort of like a majorette and like singing a song. Did that happen or did I just dream that? Um, anyways, let's get to the um, let's get to the sports this week. I think I, I, I watched the most football out of possibly anybody in the United States on Thanksgiving. I went back to my hometown because I was going back for my uh, my twenty five year high school reunion. Twenty five fucking years. Can you believe that? I graduated high school. 25 years ago, and I stayed back in the first grade. So when I graduated, I was 19. So do the fucking math. I'm 44 years old. I'm fucking. Be- I, they they even spotted me a year, and I'm still I'm still at my 25 year high school fucking reunion. And um, I got to admit, I was pretty nervous going to that thing. You know what I mean? I haven't seen a lot of those the kids that I went to school with. A lot of them, literally, since the day. We got our, our diplomas, and then that was fucking it. So, you know, you know the deal. You, you want to walk in. You want to see everybody looking good. You want to see everybody happy and everybody living a life that they want to be living. That was my biggest fear. I, I didn't want to walk in there. I didn't want to be reminded of how fucking old I was, and I didn't want to see a bunch of beaten down, like, dude, 20 years, and she walked out on me. You know, that, I didn't want to see that, you know? And uh, I got to tell you, uh, uh, my fucking grade held up great. You know, everybody was looking good, man. Everybody looked all right. Everybody looked like they were happy. And uh, it was a great fucking time. So uh, so there's one for you. Underrated. Going to your high school reunion. There's a lot of people have like uh, like hilarious react. Like, like it's visceral. Is that the right word? Like if you mention that you're going to your reunion. You know what I mean? People just, you go on your high school reunion and they just go off on this rant. Dude, I don't give a fuck if I never see another fucking person. I fucking hated everybody. I fucking went the back of You know what I mean? And it's just like, all right, what happened? Who stuffed you in a locker? You know, who broke up with you? What What did you wish you did but you never did? You know what I mean? You know, Verzi was like that. Verzi was trying to fucking go on and on and on and on and on. About dude, I have no desire. I, I don't want to fucking go. Like I was getting trashed. I was at the uh, I was at the stand, you know. 
that little fucking uh, Euro trash comedy club that just opened up over there on the east side. On what is it? On uh, 3rd Ave and 20th Street. You know, with their little she-she food and a, and, a, and a little stage downstairs. You know? Um, I was there, and one of the guys, fucking, one of the owners of the club, fucking hilarious. I told him I was going to my high school reunion. I was excited because, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't seen these, you know. I like the kids I went to school with, you know. I was excited to go. And he goes, you going to your high school reunion? And he starts laughing. He goes, what do you need, closure? <laughs> that was probably the best thing that anybody said. I thought that that was fucking hilarious. But, uh, yeah, but I just kind of found, like, everybody was just saying that uh, they had no – a lot of people were going, I have no desire. I, I don't know what happened. Like, those are the kids who got, like, bullied. You know? I don't know. Just fucking – what's his phone? What did Verzi end up saying? Verzi just tried to say he had no desire to go to high school. He goes – go to his high school reunion. He goes, I hated high school. And then I asked him. I said, all right, well, who fucking uh, beat you with your own gym towel? What happened? He goes, no, dude, that never happened. Never happened. You, I just didn't – I didn't like getting up in the morning to have to go to it, you know, like 7 in the morning. Quite possibly the dumbest reason ever to not go to a high school reunion. It's like the fucking high school reunion is going to be at night, you asshole. You don't have to go back to your homeroom, Paul Verzi. And then I, I talked to him a little bit more, and then I dragged it out. Some chick fucking, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. Dude, you couldn't fucking pay me to fucking shut up. Shut the fuck up. The, the, the people, I think, you know something? I bet Verzi, when he goes back, he's going to fucking... He's either going to rent a flashy car or he's just going to get himself in way over his head on a car he actually owns. You know? Um, why am I talking about this shit? Anyway, so I went there and uh, and just had a great fucking time. Didn't drink because I didn't want to be the fucking drunk guy. You know, and God knows, I, I really felt that my tolerance was going to be way beyond most of my classmates, considering most of them are normal, got married and had kids, and even if they want to booze, they kind of got to wait till uh, you know the coast is clear. Whereas I can kind of still drink, like I'm still in fucking, not even like I'm in college, like it, like it's like it's spring break. I could fucking drink like that whenever I wanted to, which is not a good thing. It's not a good thing for old Billy Fatface here. So um, I decided, you know what, I'll just start off with the cranberry juice and a fucking lime and I'll endure somebody doing the, the fucking departed joke. What do you got, your period? Um, and then I switched to waters and I had a Coke and I was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to fucking drink. And uh, I, had a, uh, I, had, I had a great time. But the fuck was I just, I was leading towards something. Oh, you know what everybody did? And I thought everybody was going to be taking out pictures of their kids. I didn't see one picture of anybody's kid. Everybody was just talking about shit, all the dumb shit we used to do. And uh, and I had a great time. Just I really had a great time. You know what great story I, that I had never heard? There was a buddy of mine. He used to fucking gamble like big time. He used to bet on like baseball and he had like his own landscaping company. And whenever like the baseball team would win, whatever team won a money, he would then try and cut somebody's backyard or front yard in the same design as the outfield of that team. And it never looked like it. It just it looked like some sort of fucked up design, but he didn't know what he was doing, and he was high probably when he did it. So somebody told me a story about that kid. He had bet the fucking Houston Rockets way back in the day, and uh, Houston had lost like two games in a row, so he thought it was a gift. He fucking buries the team, and they end up uh, 
they're just shit in the bed. Nobody's playing or whatever. And he got so mad, he picked up the phone and he called long distance. And he said, uh, yeah, in Houston, last name Elijah Wan. And he wasn't doing it to make the other person laugh. He he literally thought that he was going to get, I don't know, if he was high or whatever. He was trying to get this guy's number to fucking bitch him out for losing him, whatever, 50 bucks or 100 bucks on the game. So it was basically just shit like that. And uh, all right, are you guys getting sick of this? Okay, whatever. I had a great fucking time. So if anybody who was at the high school reunion is listening, uh, it was great seeing you, and I'm glad everything seems to be going great in everybody's life so anyways let's get on with the sports here um here's one for you first of all oh i I forgot to mention yeah i i I watched all this football i went to my my high school rivalry game i went to that we were two and seven the other team was like fucking uh what are they eight and one and uh we actually beat them in overtime it was an away game you know, sent the other team fucking fans home with their heads hanging on Turkey Day. Made me feel fucking great. And then I watched uh, I watched the first game. It was at the Lions-Texans. Then I watched the next game, Cowboys. And then I watched the Patriots. Uh, that game was fucking unbelievable. And don't worry, Jet fans. I'm not going to fuck. You know, if you've noticed, I really haven't trashed you guys this year, despite the fact I really could have. I just haven't. The only reason why I ever really fucking trashed you guys was because Rex Ryan talked all that shit. You know, he hasn't talked shit in two years and I laid off you, okay? So, um, anyways, you know that guy I always make fun of, the fireman? I always say he gets on his boyfriend's shoulders like he's some hot chick at a Bon Jovi concert. Uh, fireman Ed fucking retired. If you haven't heard about this, he couldn't fucking take it anymore. Why? Because the Patriots beat the team so bad? No. Because he has to endure another fucking Jets rebuilding? No. Because he got sick of the cunty fucking Jet fans getting in his fucking grill because he's wearing a Sanchez jersey. The same fucking people who were going, calling Mark Sanchez, Sanchez, Sanchez. A few fucking years later, they jump off the fucking bandwagon. Now they get into the face of this old fucking retired uh, uh, fireman on Thanksgiving. Getting in his face. And he finally just decided, what the fuck am I doing? The fuck am I doing? Fuck these people. And you know what I say? I say, good for you, fireman, Ed. Don't take no shit off nobody. Here's the article. New York Jets superfan Fireman Ed, who for decades has fueled home crowds with his famous J-E-T-S cheer, has decided to R-E-T-I-R-E. Retire. Um, I don't name names. I won't say his last name. Who created a stir Thanksgiving night when he left MetLife Stadium at halftime of the Jets 49-19 loss. Yeah, along with half the fucking crowd. And then he deleted his Twitter account. He announced on Sunday night that he will no longer attend home games as Fireman Ed. Good for you. Good for you. <clears throat> you got to go down there and dress up like a fucking clown to get these people going, only to have these people getting your grill in the fucking bathroom screaming at you? Shame on you, Jets fans. And I know what you Jets fans are going to say. It was a select few people. No, it wasn't. It was, it was probably almost all of you. 
And you know why? Because you're horrific human beings. And that's why God only let you win one. Um, anyways, he says, the stadium has become divided because of the quarterback controversy, he claims. The fact that I chose to wear a Mark Sanchez jersey this year and that fans think I'm on the payroll, which is an outright lie, have made these confrontations more frequent. Whether it's in the stands, the bathroom, or the parking lot, these confrontations are happening on a consistent basis. Wow. So he just said, fuck it. And then Rex Ryan, who uh, I, I actually hung around and watched his uh, press conference, where he just kept saying the same, you know, uh, we're going to you know, we're going to come out next week, we're going to play hard. I mean, that's... Uh, it's, it's all we know how to do. You know, we just, you know, that, that same fucking shit. You know, the same guy that one year when they lifted the salary cap and the Jets went out and fucking went bought everybody. And he's like, we'll kick the shit out of any fucking team in the league. It's just great watching him eat a big slice of humble pie. And the final question of the press conference is, Rex, do you think you'll still be here next year? And he just goes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Any more questions? And there was nothing, and he had to walk off on that one. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly fucking enjoyed it. So there you go. But this guy says he's going to keep going to the to the games. He's just not going to the game, you know, as Fireman Ed. The guy's wearing the Sanchez jersey, according to him, as like he's being loyal. So this guy really is a fan. You know something, two people go, dude, the guy used to be a fucking Dolphins fan. You know? All right, that works if he jumped on the bandwagon and became a Patriots fan when the Patriots got good, or if he jumped on the bandwagon, you know, uh, with the Giants or the Steelers or any other team that was good. Dude, he went from the Dolphins to the Jets, okay? No, and he did it in 75. That was a major step backwards, all right, according to what I've read. Okay, in 75... The fucking Dolphins, they had, they had won two, two Super Bowls, back-to-back Super Bowls, had a perfect season, went to three Super Bowls in a row, all in the early 70s. They still had Bob Greasy. I think Larry Zonka was already in the WFL, or maybe he came back with the Giants at that point. Fucking Rain Man here. This is all for my football cards that I looked at a zillion times when I was a kid rather than studying in high school. And um, who the fuck did... Did they even have Richard Todd at that point? Joe Namath was gone. Yeah, I think they just got Richard Todd. That was it. So this guy, this guy paid his fucking dues. He went to a zillion games. He's the only guy who still had the balls to wear a Sanchez jersey. This guy was actually a fan, and he got trashed by other fucking fans. I find that really fucking interesting. Um, and it really actually taps into this this question I got this this week. Somebody said, "Bill, do you give a shit?" He said, hey, Bill, love your work, but do you give a shit about your fans? Doesn't look like it and sad to see. I, I don't even, what, what the fuck, what does that mean? Doesn't look like it? Does, is my website subpar? I know the audio was bad last week, but, well, you know, you, you, sir, you're going to have to elaborate a little bit more. What happened? Did you, ha- did you, you keep sending emails and I haven't read one yet? Did you have a cold last week and asked me to send you a fucking card and I didn't? What, what does that mean? Do I give a shit about my fans? First of all, I, I don't know. All right. Uh, this is what I feel like. I feel you have a fucking responsibility to give somebody a goddamn show. That's what you have. Go out there. 
Give somebody their fucking money's worth. All right? And I like to think I do that. So wh- where, where the fuck is that coming? What, what, more, what more do I got to do for you? Wear the T-shirt of your company? You know? You think that's sad? You don't think that's fucking sad? I think that fucking email's sad. What are you doing? You know? Well, what the... F- I don't even know where the fuck that comes from. Do I give a shit about it? No, I don't. I want to go back to standing in a, a fucking function room, in a hotel room, in front of 80 people who didn't even know there was going to be comedy. Give me a fucking break, okay? I don't, I don't know what your, your level of uh, I have to give a shit. Let me, ask you, let me ask you a question, sir. Do you give a shit about the, 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 the people that you're fans of? You know? Because I, I got to be honest with you, I don't. I thought I did, but I fucking love ACDC. Absolutely fucking love them. And, oh, they're a bad example because they've never really fell off. They've always sold a bunch of albums. I loved a lot of bands in the 80s. Loved them. All right? But when they fell off in the fucking 90s, I didn't keep going to their shows. I didn't send them cards going, hey, man, hang in there. I didn't. I totally fucking flipped and made fun of them. I make fun of hair metal to this day. I guess I make fun of myself too, saying I I can't believe some of the fucking shows I went to. But you know what I mean? It's those people who are still fucking going to those shows with their hairs teased up, acid washed jeans. This fireman Ed sitting there, we're still wearing a Sanchez Sanchez uh, fucking jersey. I guess that, that is a true fanatic. But the rest of us, I think, are, uh, you know, we're fucking hot and cold. Isn't the real relationship most fans have with the musician, uh, an actor, a uh, fucking whatever, um, an athlete? Don't, aren't you really kind of just a fan as long as they're good? You know? They sold a lot of Sanchez jerseys, okay? And everybody loved them. Until he didn't start playing well. And now everybody fucking hates him. You know? <coughs> I think that's that's more... That's the reality. You know? So you don't sound... I don't know. I don't know where that's coming from. So I can't really judge you. But uh, I, I, I do give a shit about the people who come to my shows. Uh, unless they have some sense of entitlement. Where they feel like... You know, I bought a ticket to your show. And despite the fact that you then did a show, so I already got my money's worth that I definitely deserve more shit. You know, they don't consider the bonus round. You know, taking pictures and signing whatever the fuck they want. They don't consider that like, oh, hey, this guy's actually this guy technically doesn't even have to fucking be out here. And he came out here. Most people appreciate that. Oh, glad you came out. You know, oh, yeah, you know, thank you for coming out. Right. That fucking little tit for tat thing. Those people who fucking sit there and they come up hammered and, just, and they have like, uh, you know, signed 500 fucking things. And I want to have a 20 minute conversation with you, despite the fact there's another 40 people waiting behind you who also have jobs and shit to do. And when I say, oh, I'm sorry, there's other people. And then you flip out and say that I'm some prima donna cunt. Yeah, I don't give a shit about them. I hope I answered your question, sir. You, you, I, I, you have me wondering what I need to go redo my fucking website, maybe update some more fucking photos, you know? Look, there's people out there, there's, there's comedians out there 
who are funny and are really good at recording themselves and have really interactive websites. If that's what you're looking for, I, I hate to say you, you, you stopped at the wrong kiosk because uh, I'm kind of not that guy. All right. Okay. There we go. All right. Hey, you know what? Why don't, why don't, we, uh, why don't we drop out of that? We'll do a little bit of uh, All Things Comedy, everybody. Would you like to know what's going on uh, on the All Things Comedy Network? The, the, the podcasting network that was started by myself, Al Madrigal, and a couple other peoples there. Um, that will eventually take over the podcasting world. Um, here's some updates. Tom Segura, absolutely fucking hilarious. Um, telling you, this guy is going to be one of the guys. All right. He's doing an hour long comedy special December 4th at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank, a great old school comedy club in Burbank, plenty of parking, uh, not a bad seat in the house. He wants the club packed. Please, um, Let's see. It says, please extend an offer to be placed on Tom's guest list. Tell your audience to email Tom at TomSegura at me.com. It's T-O-M, capital S-E-G-U-R-A, at me.com. And how many tickets they want. And be sure to write December 4th in the subject line. So I guess these are free tickets. You guys want to go to a free show? Great up-and-coming comic here. Telling you, going to be one of the guys. Free show, Flappers Comedy Club, December 4th. Email TomSegura at me.com. How many tickets you want with December 4th in the subject line. All right. Uh, a couple other ones. Um, Randy from the Bone Zone. The Bone Zone. A new podcast added to All Things Comedy. On a recent episode, he had the creator of the Cartoon Network show Adventure Time. Penn Ward as a guest, if you'd like to listen to that. And uh, Greg Barrett of The Walking Room. Uh, his band, The Reigning Monarchs. Uh, start an Indiegogo campaign to make a record tomorrow. It will be going on for the next 45 days. If you could plug, that would be awesome. If not, I'll hang myself. Okay, that was the part he wrote. <laughs> Anyways, go to All Things Comedy. Baron's fucking hilarious. Uh, and check that shit out, okay? And that is it. All right, now, back to the fucking sport. Oh, wait, I got I to gotta read a little fucking advertising here. I got I to gotta grease, uh, grease the palms here. What do we got here? What do we got here? Oh, stamps.com, everybody. Um, hey, you want to stop going to the post office? And you, would you just like to be able to do everything you can do in the post office at home? Just go to stamps.com. You can avoid all the hassle, man, of going to the post office during the busy holiday season. Oh, yeah, this is even more of a bonus. You don't want to be going down there because you know you're going to shop late. And then you've got to ship all your crap back to these people you don't even care about. Okay? Wouldn't it be nice to not have to stand in line to do that? Everything you want to do at the post office, you can do right from your desk. Or at home, sitting in your pajamas. You can buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Print postage for any letter uh, or package the instant you need it. Then mail. Then the mailman picks it up. So easy and convenient. I use Stamps.com to send all of my uh, DVDs to any of the road gigs that I have. You should do it too. Right now you get a special offer when you use my name, Burr, B-U-R-R. Uh, no risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer includes a digital scale and up to $55 in free postage. They're giving you 55 bucks during the holiday season. So don't wait. Go to Stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click at the microphone on the top of the homepage and type in Burr, B-U-R-R. That's Stamps.com. Enter Burr, B-U-R-R. Okay, back to the podcast. So, um, all right, here's, a, here's another fucking thing. I got a, a bone I have to pick. Hey, you know something? I really came down hard on the Jets. I, uh, fans, I know a lot of you fans didn't leave. You guys are the real fucking fans. And towards the end of that game, if you looked around, 
if you really want to see the real fans, yeah, if you were still fucking there and not wearing a Patriots jersey. I always hate people who fucking leave early when your team's taking an ass kicking from the other team because then the other team's fans get to like air quote take over your, your, your stadium. You should never let that happen. Okay? You should have them walking out with their heads down, nervous that they're going to get beat down by 60,000 fucking fans. That's, that's what I feel. Um, all right. Okay, as always. Okay, we fucked with the East Coast. Now how about the West Coast? Did you guys see uh, Kobe Bryant the other night? I forget who the fuck they were playing. They lost another game. Things aren't going well out there. So there's 10 seconds left in the game. You know... There's no way the Lakers can come back. They're down like by eight or nine or something like that. So the other team has the ball. They get it inbounded. They're at half court. And they're just standing there dribbling it out. Right? And you just stand there. You wait. Then the horn blows. And then everybody just goes and shake hands. Then you go in the locker room. Well, Kobe, you know, he had scored 30 points that night and evidently thought he was God's gift to fucking everything. He just walks off the court, left his teammates there. Right? One of the most diva fucking things I've ever seen in my life. Just fucking walks off court with the whole, hey, I scored 30 points. I don't know what's wrong with the rest of you. Totally setting himself apart. Just an absolute fucking cancer. Right? So I'm watching ESPN going, hey, let's see what they're going to do. Is he, they finally going to fucking criticize this guy. Stephen A. Smith, who I love who will rip somebody a new asshole whenever it is deserved. He goes on and he goes, and they go, Stephen A. Smith, what do you think about that? How he just walked off. You see Dwight Howard looking at him like, are you serious? What do you think about that? And Stephen A. Smith was just like, well, Kobe Bryant has a very high basketball IQ, which I don't even know what that fucking means. He has a very high basketball IQ. So what does that mean? He, but he can't use a fork, you know? I mean, the guy has been the best guy in the league for, like, what, 10, 12 fucking years? But whatever. He has a very high basketball IQ, and this is just evident, evidence of the level of frustration the man is feeling about the current state of the situation. I mean, Pau Gasol, he could not hit a shot. And he starts ripping all the other fucking Lakers. And it's just, that's the type of shit I can't fucking stand. Just sitting there kissing the ass of a fucking star. Kobe Bryant is a fucking cancer. The guys, he ran Shaq out of town. You know, they won three fucking titles, and he, he still wasn't happy. He goes to Ryko. Remember that? Shaq, gone. Goes to Miami. Won a title. There's another one the Lakers could have got that year. You know? Nah, nah. Don't want to win. I'd rather have it all be me. It's all about me. Right? He should have been benched. Benched for the first quarter of the next game. And this is the same guy that they talk about in the same breath as Michael Jordan, the Magic Johnsons, the Larry Birds. Let me tell you something. Those guys never would have done that shit. It's fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. That guy, can you imagine that? Like now, now you got to go walk in the locker room after Kobe just left, left you out there like, yeah, you guys all suck. Go fuck yourselves. And then you got to walk into the locker room and you, uh, what, you can't say anything to him? You know what they should have? They should have fucking gone in there and all of them just hung him by his fucking shorts. Give him a big wedgie. <laughs> How high would that hook have to be? I mean, what is he, fucking six eight? I mean, what? Give me a fucking... You just walk out? And then Stephen A. Smith doesn't say anything about it. 
He just starts talking about how smart he is at the game of basketball and how he's really frustrated, like the other Lakers aren't frustrated. Let me ask you this, Laker fans. How many fucking... You know, this is a great thing about Laker fans, too. These fucking morons. The very next game will be chanting MVP at the, a guy who's run coaches out of town, ran Shaq out of town, fucked the team out of another fucking championship, most likely. He had Shaq in his prime. That's another thing, too. This fucking guy has had the Lakers organization. He has him by the short hairs. Has him by the fucking balls. He does whatever he wants to do. It's embarrassing. D'Antoni should have sat him. He should have walked right in the locker room just like, Kobe, what the fuck was that? You know, this is a team. You're not playing the first quarter tomorrow night. Hey, I don't want to hear it. Shut your face. For once in your fucking life. Do I have to say it in Italian too? And you know what? He'd be a better player because of it. They should have a team meeting. And address his cuntiness. You know? And you know he get all emotional, you know, when he does, when he puckers up his lips. You know, like he did when uh, when they got beat by the, the Pistons. Or he got beaten at the, the conference finals. Or that skank out in fucking uh, Denver said the shit he said about him. He, had, he did that thing with his lips. That's what he would do. Yeah, Kobe, you're kind of a cunt. And he'd start making that face. <laughs> Look, the guy's a beast. He wants to win. I totally respect that. You know, you don't do that to your fucking teammates. And, and Stephen A. Smith, you know what? Shame on you. You have a very high broadcaster IQ. You, you know what the fuck he did. And you know why you didn't hold his feet to the fire. Then you go at fucking Pau Gasol. You go after the guy who looks like a giant Kenny Loggins. Come on. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like that star ass kicks. Because you know what happens is if you shit on him, then you can't get the interviews anymore. You know what I mean? Or maybe he played some sort of pickup game at your son's eight-year-old birthday party and you don't want to jeopardize that for the nine-year-old birthday. There's just something going on there where I was just, I couldn't fucking believe it. The fucking guy walks off court, the court with 10 seconds left. Fuck all you guys. This wasn't my fault. It's your fault. What else could it mean? You guys take the fucking loss. You take this embarrassing loss. I- I'm above this. And Stephen A. Smith, hey, he has a very high basketball. I, oh, my God. Disgusting. Um, that was, it was borderline offensive. I never get offended. Um, all right. Here we go. Hello, Bill. My name is Stephanie Mal- Malazzi. Okay. Why did I just read your fucking name? Well, you know what? You said it. Uh, my, my, fiance, my fiance and I are fans. We saw him in New York. In New Haven, I'm looking to find more information regarding booking Bill for my wedding uh, in 2014. All right, now this email was sent to me because they thought that I would think that this gig was funny and was beneath me. But uh, 2014 is a long ways off. So uh, (laughs) who knows what could happen? You know, I, ma'am, you know something? There's no way I would ever uh, work a wedding because uh, just out of respect for your grandmother and everybody else who's going to be there. And uh, you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not above it. A long time ago, I got a, I got a trashing from uh, the late, great Patrice O'Neill, Kevin Hart, Rich Voss, Jim Norton, Murderer's Row, Keith Robinson, everybody trashed me 
because uh, I was I was basically debating whether or not I was going to do this gig. It was the gig was basically I think I told this before, but just for new listeners, I'll, I'll go through it real quick. Uh, the Yankees were playing the uh, Atlanta Braves in the fucking World Series. I'd never been to a World Series game. And uh, so they called up the, the Comedy Cellar and they wanted two comedians. Um, they wanted two comedians to do, do this fucking gig, which was basically they had rented two buses and they were going to drive up to the stadium. And they wanted a comedian to do stand-up on the bus. And uh, they offered it to me and Jim Norton. And me and Jim sat there going, you're going to do it? I'm like, I don't know. I don't, you're going to do it? I don't know. It's going to be rough. But we both wanted to go to the game. So unbeknownst to me, he told Esty he wasn't going to fucking do it. And I was still hemming and hawing about it. And I made fun of his shirt. And he said, whatever, busboy. And the whole fucking table stopped. And everybody was like, what? And he goes, Bill Burr's doing a fucking gig on a bus <laughs> to get a World Series ticket. And there just wasn't enough time for me to try to explain. Well, I'm just contemplating it. They offered it to him. It was over. And I took a fucking about a 50-minute pounding, 50 minutes straight, like a headlining set of just getting trashed. And um, so anyway, so they sent this fucking uh, – and you know what? I actually – I didn't end up doing the gig. But still, I don't, I don't think the gig was that bad a, a gig. That would have been such an easy fucking gig. You just get on the bus – and you just trash the Yankees, and when you run out of shit, you make fun of somebody. Like, hey, look at look at the tits on her. That's all you'd have to do. You make fun of yourself. This has got to be the great. You know, a lot of you are probably thinking this is a horrible. This is one of the greatest gigs. You just make fun of that. This is actually a good gig in your career. You could be drinking with them, having chants. Fuck the Yanks. Fuck the Yanks. You know, just getting getting them to yell at other people on the side. You could just anything to distract. You just filibuster for a fucking 20-minute ride up there and you go to a World Series game for free. I stand by it. I stand by it. I still don't think it was a bad gig. Although the person who did the gig, but he was less experienced than me, who actually, maybe I'll have him on the podcast someday. He actually has his own TV show right now. (laughs) See that? And I don't. So there was magic on that bus. He actually did it, and I finally, I told him I took the pounding, and, uh, you know, took it like a champ, just sat there and took it, fucking killed, killed me for 50 fucking minutes, and I never gave up his name. I was like that guy in casino getting his eye popped out. I didn't even bring it up that I actually, I could have just said, I'm not doing the gig, I gave it to somebody else. Or maybe I hadn't given it to him at that point, had I? I can't remember. I just remember in the end, I was still going to do it until it finally had died down. And Patrice just said to me, Bill, he goes, I will stand in front of that bus. You can't do that gig. All right. You want to go to the World Series, buy a ticket. And I was just like, wow, I guess I should have some sort of fucking self-esteem. Smash cut the fucking eight years later, 10, whatever, how many years it is. I'm being offered a wedding gig. Um, yeah, I'm going to say no. I'm Just because... Even even if, uh, you know, I needed to fill the calendar, it's just like, it's your wedding day. You want, it, you want it to be nice. You don't want somebody going, I mean, you just saw my act. You saw what I talked about. I'm talking about the fucking apocalypse and people eating puppies. I mean, you, you really want me to, I don't have like a wedding set, if that's what you're asking me. <laughs> I, I really wouldn't know, uh, I really wouldn't know what to do. 
so uh but i'm i'm great i'm glad that you had a good time uh that new haven gig was the shit and that's something i definitely want to do again like i said i want to come back for the harvard yale game go to a home game there and i just want to listen into some of the conversations and who knows i'll probably be sitting next to uh one of the, a future president or maybe someone who's in the future will be the guy who has the on high like cloaked robe before he stabs a virgin at some sort of Bilderberg cookout. Um, all right. Apocalypse. Hello, Billiam. I am a dedicated podcast listener. I'm a big fan of I've noticed your recent musings on preparing for the apocalypse, buying guns. Yeah, I haven't done any of it. I just think about doing it. And then Nia just looks at me and just shakes her head like you're out of your fucking mind. Uh, buying guns, learning how to hunt and survive when the inevitable human population bubble bursts and we run out of food and water. Uh, well, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. It eventually will happen, and it may very well happen within my lifetime. <clears throat> okay. Well, I guess you plan on living a long time then, sir. Because um, you're like, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but probably in my lifetime. Wouldn't you think, you know, in the overall history of how long m- man has walked the planet and woman, that that's kind of soon? We've been around. How long have we been around? 100,000 years? I don't fucking know. We haven't been around that long, have we? Jesus was walking the earth 2,000 years ago. He didn't have an iPad. Look what the fuck he did. They went to kill him. Did they they use uh, lethal injection or electric chair? They tied him to a fucking stake. If you believe in that stuff. You know, I'm not trying to offend anybody. Some people don't believe it even happened. Some people don't even believe that the guy even existed. Some people think it was just all made up. Uh, I'm not trying to offend anybody, you know? <laughs> Anyways, like you, I grew up in a big city with the, with middle-class parents, relatively sheltered, and didn't learn a lot of the basic survival skills as a kid. As an adult with children, I think it's vital, capitals, vital, that they learn basic fundamental skills of survival, building a fire, making shelter, hunting, etc. I picked up hunting as an adult, and I have to say it has changed my understanding of the... N- of the natural world, man's role as a predator on the planet, how we evolved, where we fit in, etc. Um, I cannot underscore the appreciation you will have if you actually get out there, harvest your own food. You have to use the word harvest when you're killing a living thing. That's really creepy to me. Just say fucking blow the brains out of a fucking elk. Um, prepare it and, <clears throat> and then feed yourself and your loved ones. It's an experience someone who sees the world as you do will surely appreciate. Yeah, I think that's awesome. But what am I going to do? Am I going to go shoot a fucking deer and then tie it to the front of my Prius and drive back down to L.A.? Do you understand what will happen to me? How fucking liberal it is out here? I'll get fucking stabbed to death with horseshoes on Hollywood Boulevard. (laughs) Um, If you want to get really back to basics, you should learn to hunt without a gun. I actually think that's cool. Hunting without a gun is great. He said, bullets make life easy. I, I, I keep the bullets for, uh, for people. Um, he said, bullets make life easy, but when the shit really hits the fan, you're going to need to save those bullets in all likelihood to protect yourself from, yeah, from other people. I actually already read that, so maybe his idea was already in my head. Uh, don't kid yourself. The most dangerous animal on the planet is a hungry human who wants what you have. Forget about lions, bears, etc. They don't compare. Yeah, that's goddamn right. I don't live next to a lion, but I live next to a bunch of human beings. Um, learn to hunt with a bow and arrow. The arrows are recoverable and reusable. 
If you want to get really fancy, have someone take you out to hunt with dogs or birds of prey or both. <clears throat> Dude, I got to tell you, birds of prey freak me out. They really freak me out. They just, uh, they don't look, um, they're not domesticated. I don't like how you got to put like that fucking uh, special needs helmet over their fucking heads uh, or else they'll, I don't know what they'll do. And I don't like those talons. It's like they got a butterfly knife attached to both foot. They're like Freddy Krueger. And just one day, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, they confuse my face with some sort of red-chested robin or something. I don't know. Claw out my eyes. Um, and they always look angry. Like owls always look pissed off. You know, it's got that Dan Deardoff line right above his nose. His beak, I mean. Um, by the way, just in case you think I'm a fringe wacko, a wackadoo, I'm a board-certified physician, and my wife went to both medical school and law school. Well, that really didn't prove anything, sir. You just said that. By the way, if you think, and if you think I'm crazy, uh, I also flew the space shuttle, sir. Um, well, tell me, how do I do it? How, where do I learn how to hunt? I want to, you know what I want to kill? I want to kill a varmint. I could kill a varmint. Um, could I, though? I'd have to be really hungry. I know I could do it. Anybody could do it. You just have to be hungry enough. Unless you knew about berries. You know? Oh, wouldn't that be the worst? If you're fucking out in the wilderness, right? And you don't know how to survive or hunt. But you're with somebody out there who knows how to survive. And is like a fucking vegan. And you're just sitting there eating nuts and berries and shit, right? Sticking your face in a beehive. Trying to lick up some honey. Getting stung in the face like a goddamn brown bear. Instead of just killing a rabbit. And you guys got to deal with this guy. You know what would happen eventually? Eventually, you just, you just, you pick up a branch, pretend it was like a walking stick, and you just, you'd club him over the head. Just in a moment of frustration, and then have that panic of being alone in the wilderness, not knowing how to get out. Did I just pitch a short film? Um, <coughs> uh, you know what? I smoked a cigar last night, and I got like a third of the way through it, and I was like, I'm done with this fucking habit. Now I got a stupid fucking, what do you call those things, humidor? Anybody want a fucking humidor? You just want one? You want to just take this fucking disgusting habit out of my life? I don't want to do it anymore. You know? It's fucking horrific. It's a horrific fucking habit. You know how I know it is? Because there's not a bad smell to a dog. A dog will walk up to another dog's fresh pile of shit and stick his nose right in it. And can have it there. It doesn't gag or anything. All right? If I'm sitting there with my cigar, it won't come anywhere near me. Now, what does that tell you? Cigars smell worse than poodle shit. Okay? All right. The truth behind pink. Uh, Bill, you should check out the, the out a documentary titled Pink Ribbons, Inc. It discusses the culture and popularity of Breast Cancer Awareness Month while exposing some of the hypocrisy involved. In case you don't watch it, let me give you a couple of highlights so you can talk about the film without actually having seen it. Well, thank you, sir. You got right down to the core of who I am. Give me the cliff notes. What do we got here? What do we got here? Um, the woman that invented the pink rhythm as a method to raise awareness. Quickly, one of the most annoying phrases out there. Raising awareness. Could it be any more fucking vague? They achieve it. I'm aware. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I got it. Everyone's in the NFL is wearing pink. I am aware. Job done. Now nobody can fuck with all the money that you took in. Is that the loophole? That's what I'm trying to guess. Then you go out and you, and you, 
you buy a, a, a pink Bentley, but they can't get you because it's pink, right? I'm raising awareness, okay? And I spent this amount of money on this car to show how serious the problem is. Um, raise awareness for breast cancer it, uh, was approached by self. Sorry, the woman that invented the, uh, the, 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 the shit was uh, approached by the magazine Self, a magazine aimed at the ladies and Esther, Esther, Esther Lauder, Esther Lauder, Esther, how do you say that? Estee, Estee Lauder. That's one of those things I've heard people say a zillion times. I just, I don't know. Uh, in the early 90s, uh, to partner with these corporations, knowing that these greedy cunts were only interested in the pink rhythm as a way to increase their bottom line, the creator of the original pink rhythm refused to cor- collaborate and told Self and Estee Lauder, Estee Lauder? Uh, to go fuck themselves. So these corporate fucks created a pink ribbon that was technically a different color, and the pink saturation began. Another interesting point the film makes is that companies like, why did you have to pick Estee Lauder? I just said it right, Estee Lauder, there it is. Promote breast cancer awareness by turning pink the labels of products that contain carcinogens. Isn't that fucking hilarious? Uh, of the money that buying all this pink shit raises, apparently only 15% of it is used for researching prevention of breast cancer. Most of the research goes to figuring out which cancer drugs work best for treating the disease once it occurs. Yeah, and nothing preventative because the money is not in the cure. It's in the treatment. Anyway, check out the movie, Pink Ribbon, Inc. It's available on Netflix Instant. Thanks for the podcast and all the free funny. Well, you're welcome, sir. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm at that. Read that book that I'm reading. Uh, I mean, take it for whatever you want. I mean, obviously, I'm not a nutritionist, but the uh, that Eat to Live book, where it talks about vegetables and that type of thing, and uh, and fruits, and all the uh, antioxidants, and how it, it I don't know helps regenerate some damaged cells from all the shit that you do. Yeah, I, I really believe it. Just once a day, if you just have a giant fucking salad and you eat a couple pieces of fruit, you can offset all that other stuff. Because I got to tell you, there's no way. I'm ever going to 100% just never have a steak again. You know what I mean? Sorry. There's just some steer out there that's going to have to fucking die. By the way, why do they have that in the commercial? Why do they have a a cow saying, eat more chicken? They don't feed you cows. It's steers. And a steer is basically a bull with its balls lopped off, as far as I can tell. That's what I was told back in the day when I would do college gigs. And uh, I would see bull – I randomly see a bull – And I would see a bunch of cows, and then I would see steer. And I'd be like, all right, a bull's a male, a cow's a female. What the fuck is a steer? And they said it was a bull with the balls lopped off. So what are they, like eunuchs? They don't hit puberty? I don't fucking know. Anyways, um, next question here on the podcast. Uh, Gyno. Gyno. Hey, Bill, what's your opinion on this? My wife recently had a a gyno appointment. I hate that. Just gynecologist. Gyno makes it sound like it's all goopy and gross. <laughs> that's disgusting, but that's what I think. A gynecological appointment. As a thoughtful husband, I remembered. So later in the day, I casually asked my wife, hey, how'd the appointment go? She said, the doctor said, everything looks great. I was incredulous. I don't know what that means, but I think it means you're upset. He said, I said, what? What did he say? She said, he said, everything looks great. I said, no, 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 wait, 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 really, really, what, what, what were his, his, his exact words? She said, those were his exact words. 
Everything looks great. Then he writes, motherfucker, are you kidding me? Bill, does that comment seem completely unprofessional to you? I mean, he's a freaking doctor. He should have said something like, everything looks in order or everything looks healthy. These goddamn doctors. Remember that Dr. Mancini from Melrose Place? He was a real SOB. They're all like that, especially these creepy gynos. What kind of guy becomes a gyno? Stop saying that word, sir. What the fuck is this? What the fuck just popped up on my goddamn computer in the middle of a critical moment? Get the fuck out of here. Um, anyways, get back. Plus, my wife is very attractive, and now he's telling her that her pussy looks great. <laughs> the guy says, hey, I know her pussy looks great. That's part of why I married her. What really fucking frost me, though, is that I had to pay this guy 50, a $50 copay for his observation. It's like he's laughing at me. Anyway, what do you think about all that? And I wouldn't mind Nia's opinion as well. Uh, should I get involved here? Thanks. Don't mention my name. All right. All right. Um, you know what? You, you, what you should do is just do what you just did to me. Because what you say it is funny. You just say it to your wife in a funny way, and just be and just be like, "What? Who? What does this guy look like? Does he look like this Dr. Mancini from Melrose Place? I don't know what he looks like, but that guy sounds like a a fucking sleaze bag. You know? Why does he get to just look at you? You know, I had to buy you a ring. I had to wine and dine you. I had to do all this type of stuff. I actually love you, and I only see it a couple of times a month. You get on there for no- just something. There's got to be something funny there because there is something actually, uh, um, I don't know, women might not agree with this, but there's something caring about this. You know? I see how much, you know, you're into your wife, you know, like some other guy just looking at it without saying something, uh, well, you know, Ah, shit, my fucking phone. Who is this? Who is this and what do you want? I'm in the middle of talking about gyno. Um, yeah, I think, you know, if your wife's a hot shit, she'll, she'll get a kick out of it. Like, that's the kind of thing that would make, uh, that would make Nia laugh if I ever said something like that. Oh, yeah? How long was he checking you out? Did he have you lay on your belly? <laughs> yeah, I got to check the other side of the, uh, the uh, your vagina, just uh, on your belly, just lay on your belly and sort of uh, just point your 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 buttocks. They'd use like those those words so it didn't sound perverted, you know, at the ceiling. Um, oh, speaking of perverted, uh, I can't even get into this. Let's just say, earlier in the podcast, I mentioned that I went to something and saw some people that I hadn't seen in a long time, and. Uh, Let's just say uh, some older creep from the faculty showed up for whatever fucking reason. You know? There's always one. There's always one. Um, Creepy. Okay, overrated, underrated. Um, Underrated. Uh, Going to your high school reunion. And uh, overrated. Getting fucking blitzed. At your high school, if you, I think if you're like if you're five year, you're ten year, you can go in there and get a little bit fucked. You definitely get drunk at your your five year, but twenty five year, you know, get a nice little buzz going. Plus, uh, you know, I don't know if you like the kids you went to school with, you want to be able to remember what the fuck you said, you know. Anyways, underrated having a tight ass for a boss. As much as everyone wishes that their boss 
wasn't such an asshole. It's about 20 times worse to have a cool boss that cuts corner, cuts corners and doesn't do their part. Yeah, then the company goes under and then you're looking for work. Um, overrated. Bill, whenever you see a list of the greatest movies ever made, you will always see Gone with the Wind on that list, right? My family and I decided to watch it for the first time on Thanksgiving. It was fucking horrible. It's basically a three-hour movie about a self-centered cunt. <laughs> Throughout the movie, you watch this bitch gold dig her way through without any remorse for anyone else. Besides the protagonist being unlikely, unlikable, the plot is fucking stupid. I, it really has no point. When the movie ended, I yelled, that's it? That's the big fucking ending? Avoid at all costs. None of us liked it. Uh, I, gotta, I, I have to watch it now. Isn't that the one where he ends? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. That was basically the 1940s version of saying, yeah, why don't you go fuck yourself, you cunt? All right, you're going to be old and your tits are going to fall. And then where are you going to be? Huh? Your hair teased up on all those goddamn noodles sitting here on the fucking plantation. What are you going to do then? Not even the non-hired help will listen to you. So go fuck yourself, all right there? Soon to be flabby tits. Okay? If you're not coming with love, all you got is your looks. Okay? There's no Botox at this point in, 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 in history. You're finished. All right? So why don't you get over here and suck this dick while you still can? And then and they roll the fucking credits. All right. Neolog preview here, everybody. Um, this was sent to me. Hey, Bill, love the podcast. Back cataloging it like crazy. Thank you. Here's my fucking problem. I got a roommate who was wonderful. We're buddies. We watch stupid sh- You know what? Fuck this. I, I got to make this. I got to make this larger. This print is too small. Here we go. I've actually learned how to do this. Select everything. Uh, go up here, go from 12, let's make it fucking 18 like a grandmother, there we go, all right, I got a roommate who's wonderful, we're buddies, we watch stupid shit and laugh together about it, all right, uh, he's got this girlfriend who's a drain on everything that is fun in the world, I'm not talking about the regular guy-girl argument crap, I mean everything, quick example, we were watching that BBC Planet Earth series, and we were just joking at the most beautiful shit in the world, literally. And all she could do is bitch about how ugly the birds were, complain about David Attenborough's voice, or get mad at some animal just because it's killing another animal to fucking survive. After we finished, she said she would love to be on the crew of a nature documentary shoot. She's got no soul. The guy loves her. They've been together for over a year. But it's so clear he can't stand to be around her. They only ever argue. Oh, they only argue. And not in that great way that you and Nia did in one of the podcasts where you all laughed with each other. It's unbearable and she's at my apartment five days a week. Yeah, dude, you know something? I get it. You're in a relationship. But either move in with this bitch or let's have a fucking two days here, two days there. You know, you got eight home games a year. You got eight away games in the NFL. Let's try to set it up the same fucking way. So this is like baseball. At some point, you got to have a fucking road trip. Okay, there's sport. Um, anyways, most nights I eventually either drink or smoke or just so I'm not in the same world as her. And I like smoking. Who am I kidding? Uh, I want to talk to him about it, but he's a really private guy. We've never talked about his relationship stuff. He tends to, he tends to steer away from it. It's becoming pretty obvious that I can't stand this girl, nor can any of our friends. I'm afraid that she's going to drive us apart, 
then feast on his soul so she can try and find some kind of personality for herself. How do you think I should approach this with this guy? I got a right to complain to him about this girl, right? Got to do it tenderly or something. Um, All right, this is the deal. I almost started singing When a Man Loves a Woman, but I'm not going to do that to you. But it's true, okay? When a man loves a woman. (laughs) There's no other way to get into this point. I can't believe I was able to say that without singing it. Even even I, as as bad as I sing, no, I can't even. You want me to do it? All right. When a man loves a woman. Um, There's no fucking way... You can approach um, the cunty things that annoy you about them. What you have to do is just walk into another room and just like literally just grab a pillow off of the couch. You know, after she says something, you just walk in the other room. You just go, and then you just come back in and you go, oh, so what are you majoring in? All right. You just do that. But. You do have a right as a roommate to have some sort of parameters, all right? The problem is, is you've let it get out of control, all right? So here's the deal. Either this dude's going to marry this girl or he isn't, okay? If he's going to marry this girl, your guy's, your friendship is fucking over. You're not going to hang out with him because he's, he's with this colossal cunt. You're going to meet somebody else. Then eventually you're going to get married. You're going to have kids. You're barely going to have time to see this person anyways, even if you liked his wife, okay? But the fact that she's a cunt, she's just going to fade out anyways, okay? So there's nothing to worry about there, losing this friendship. If he's going to marry this girl, it's fucking over, dude, okay? It's a done deal, all right? Um, And if he's eventually going to break up with her, whatever you're going to say to him now, he's eventually going to come around, and he's going to be saying all the shit that you're going to say to him or want to say to him. So you don't need to say it. You just get you all what you really have to deal with right now is just trying to cut down the amount of time that that fucking that 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 hell cunt comes into your apartment five days a week, dude. I don't care if you even liked it. Just say, listen, um, I respect you and your relationship. You know, I'm really happy for you. You seem really happy. But, you know. It's just uh, this is fucking hard. She's coming over here five days a week. Can, is there any way you can you can kind of cut that in half a couple nights over her place? Because I like to come out here, I like to smoke a fucking bong, and I like to watch the fucking TV. Oh, you can do that. You can do that when she's here. Oh, boy. Yeah, but see, I, I like to do it in a, 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 a cunt-free atmosphere. Oh, there's no fucking way to do this. Um, you know what? You're just basically going to have to ask yourself what's more important to you. Your friendship with this guy or your your fucking, uh, you know, your ability to fucking have a beer and smoke a joint without this bitch fucking ruining, your, your, you know, five nights of your week. Okay? I would suggest this, okay? If you still want to be friends with this guy, you don't want to rock the boat, then I would look for another place to live if you could, which is fucking sucks. You got to pay to move. But I'm telling you, you're going to be psyched. How old are you, dude? Maybe it's time you should fucking live alone. You know, because you might jump out of this, out of the fire, and out of the fire into the what? And out of the frying pan into the fire? Dude, this is fucking rough. 
I don't know how to just say this. Listen, dude, I don't know how to say this to you because I feel like however I say it, you're going to feel like I'm attacking you and that, you know, you're going to say something to your girlfriend and she's going to think that I don't like her, which I don't. Um, just say, listen, she's coming over here five days a week. She's not paying rent. You know, I like hanging out, watching TV. You know, I'm coming over here. She's taking up half the couch. I just need just can we cut it down to four days a week, three days a week? I don't mind her coming over here, just not five out of the seven days, all right? I want to come out here in my underwear, rub my balls, drink a fucking beer, and watch the game. I don't want to come out here, you know, dressed like uh, I'm a, on Father's Knows Best, you know? You know, back in the day, the fathers would walk around the house in a goddamn suit, right? You know what, dude? Sometimes you just got to burn a friendship. There's all different ways you can do that. You could just you could just be honest and just say, listen, dude, if, 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 if this fucking girl comes over here one more time. So do you like want me to cut it down to like three days a week? No. How about zero? How about you break up with her and realize you can get somebody better? How about that? You know, I don't know. sir. that that is definitely a rough one. I, I, I gave you a number of options. Um, I would in no way say how you feel about that girl to your buddy. You can't do that. Um, I mean, you can't, but there's just going to be ramifications to that. But uh, I would definitely try to get that, you know, try to get that number knocked down. All right. Did I just say the same thing for fucking 20 minutes over and over again? All right. There's an hour. There's an hour for you. All right. That's the Monday morning podcast for this week. Uh, I'm going to be at the Brea Comedy Club in, uh, in Brea, California. Let me get to my fucking website that evidently that guy's got me feeling bad about. Do you give a shit about your fans? I hope you do. Because if you don't, it's really sad. Oh, Jesus. Shows. Here we go. I'm going to be at the Brea Improv uh, November 30th, December 1st, and December 2nd. All right? Friday, Saturday, Sunday of this week. This is my last headlining gig of the year. If your dream was to see me at some point in 2012, this is your last chance. Um, I guarantee you're going to see a great show because I'm loving my act right now. And um, I took last weekend off and I'm chomping at the bit to get on stage. I got a bunch of new fucked up shit that I want to talk about. And uh, I watched something the other night that I got really inspired by. I actually watched the documentary of the making of Michael Jackson's Bad. And it just made me feel like I, I don't work nearly... You know, I don't work hard enough. It was really fucking inspiring. And also killed me as I got off at that subway stop where they, uh, where they shot the, op- the whole dance thing for bad. And it's weird. It's like you come down the stairs and there's a middle level and then you go downstairs again. And the amount of times I ran through there trying to fucking catch a train and didn't even look around. I wonder if I looked around, I would have noticed it. I think it would have to be like nobody in there. If it was a bunch of people, I don't think I would have noticed. But if I was there late at night... And I was looking around, making sure I wasn't going to get jumped. You know? I wonder if I would have noticed. I probably wouldn't have. I probably wouldn't even notice if I was fucking coming down with my iPod listening to the song bad. Do, 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 I would have walked right by it. Anyways. All right. That's the podcast for this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, and that is it. And, um, thanks to the person who organized the high school reunion. Like I said, I don't name names here. Uh, I had a great time. 
And I think I'm going to go to the next one. All righty. That's it. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, yeah.